You are listening to episode 66 of the Remind Yourself podcast. Welcome to the Remind Yourself podcast, the podcast for physician moms just like you who want to ditch mom guilt, stop yelling, and start enjoying their lives today. I'm your host, Michelle Chestovich, certified life coach, family physician, and mom of four. If you want to overcome overwhelm for once and for all, this is the place for you. Hello, Mama Docs. Welcome back. So glad you're here. Today, I'm going to share some wonderful tips with you on how to clear the clutter. If you're anything like me, you don't like to have a lot of clutter around. Now, I know it's a problem for so many of us, and I know it's a huge societal problem, right? We get more and more and more, and things just pile up, and we wonder, how did this even happen? But I want to share some simple tools for you. The first thing that I want to tell you is that I hear from clients often that they want things tidy because they want to get a sense of calm and peace in their lives. And I like to remind them that, yes, we can enjoy having a tidy environment. However, it's not actually the tidiness of the room that makes us feel calm. It's the way we're thinking about it. And for many of us, it's thinking everything's in its place. There's nothing I need to be doing right now which again, can be fantastic. But today, we're not gonna be talking all about mindset of feeling more calm, but I'm actually gonna give you some tools to get to work and get things put away. This episode is in honor of my daughter who recently tidied up her room with my help. It was the beginning of summer and I said to her, hey, let's go through your things and get rid of clothes that don't fit anymore and this just get things straightened up and She was super overwhelmed. She put her hands on her head and shook her head. She's like, mom, it's too much. I can't do it. And I said, sweetheart, I would love to help you. And so this made me realize that this is a skill that I have that I don't often give myself that much credit for, but many people do find it difficult to go through and get rid of things. And so today I'm here to share very simple tricks because as you know, I love to keep things simple and fun. And I want you to... Start making some steps and having some success and realize you too can clear the clutter. So the first thing that I want to remind you about is to start small. People get in their head, oh my goodness, I need to organize everything. I've got to go through all the closets. I've got to clean out all the drawers. And then they feel really overwhelmed, right? You've heard me before. Our thoughts create our feelings, which drive our actions. And when we're thinking, oh my goodness, it's such a huge task, we feel overwhelmed. Then we spit in overwhelm and we scrap it all together. So let's start small. Let's be gentle with ourselves. A favorite tip that I learned um, when I was at a running expo prior to a marathon years back was by a speaker who said, you know, it's really good to chunk it up, chunk up the marathon, think about it in smaller segments. And that was really helpful for me in regards to running. The thought of running 26.2 miles seemed a little bit daunting. But, you know, after all my training to think to myself, hey, I'm going to run 10 miles and then 10 miles and then six miles, it made it much more manageable. And so too for you, when you're thinking about decluttering your space, do one thing at a time. This is what I'm going to tackle today. Be gentle with yourself. Start small. I love to suggest that you start with a junk drawer or perhaps the vehicle that you drive. There's nothing better than a nice, clean, tidy vehicle. So that's where I suggest that you start. Choose a little bit of time, get your great playlist, and get after it. 
What do we do next? The second thing that you're going to do is you're going to use emotions as fuel to get things done. For many people, the default thoughts are, oh my goodness, it's too much. I don't know where to begin, which creates a feeling of overwhelm. Not the best fuel to tackle a big project. So what I'm going to suggest is that you think about what might serve you to take the actions of getting things done. These are some suggestions that may or may not resonate with you. Number one, feeling determined. I want to get this done. That helps you feel determined. Perhaps committed. I'm going to set aside time and I am going to do this. That perhaps makes you feel committed. Maybe you want to feel disciplined. Maybe you want to feel excited. I can't wait to drive in my vehicle that's very tidy. Whatever it is that works for you. Some may resonate with you and some don't. It's totally fine. We're all different. Sometimes when I say that determination is my greatest fuel to get things done that I'm not really that excited about, yet I do also want to do, I've had clients say, you know, that just seems a little too bossy for me and I'm going to like resist that. I'm like, awesome. What works for you? So use emotions as fuel and set your intention. That's the second step. The third step is to gather your things. My favorite thing is to grab a few paper bags and go into the room. We're going to have a bag for garbage. We're going to have a bag for donations. And we're going to have a bag for things that just don't belong where they currently are. So easy. So grab your bags and then we're on to the next step. Now, years ago, I really felt overwhelmed by things in my life with four little kids and clothing and shoes and toys and books my little home was overflowing. And so I was a wannabe minimalist. I did a lot of reading. I watched some videos on how to clear out the clutter. And I got to work. When I felt overwhelmed, I would often open up a closet and grab a paper bag and just start filling it up to get rid of things. And in doing this work, I found three simple questions that I like to ask. And that's the next step. Number one, do I love this item? Number two, Do I use it? And number three, would I buy it again today? A fourth helpful question, so I guess I should just say I have four questions, is if we're not using it, could someone else be served by this? That can be very helpful because we donate a lot of our things. And sometimes when I'm pondering, hmm, should I keep this or not? Remembering that someone else could use it helps me say, you know what, let's get rid of it. So it's really that simple. Number one, you start small. Number two, you set emotions as fuel. Number three, you grab a few bags and perhaps a fun playlist. And number four, you start asking yourself a question about every item. You pick it up, you look at it, and you ask yourself those simple questions. Now, I'm sure many of you are familiar with Marie Kondo, and she is great. There are a lot of things that I admire about her. I personally thought her philosophy for me was just a bit too extreme. It seemed even overwhelming for me. But what I really loved is her very similar yet different question is, does this spark joy? Such a great question. Does this spark joy? If not, why are we allowing it to take up space in our homes and in our minds? The more things you have, the more things you have to do to take care of the things that you own. We want more time and space and presence with our family. Sometimes getting rid of things really helps. So do I love it? Am I using it? This is something that sometimes trips people up. They think, well, you know, maybe someday. 
Here's what I'll tell you. If you haven't used it in the last several years, chances are you won't need it. Now, if it's some rare doodad that, you know, you use every five years, great. Put it on a special shelf in the garage or the basement. Get it out of the main space. And then the next question about would you buy it today? So good. People hold on to things because they think, well, I thought I'd really like that dress and oh, it's kind of expensive. It still has the tags on. It's kind of embarrassing for me. Why do I, you know, someday I'll wear it. It's really, you know, kind of special. I just haven't had that special occasion yet. But be gentle with yourself and just be honest with yourself. Would you buy it today? And if the answer is no, give it to someone who could use it. Now, interestingly, when I was helping my daughter with this task in her room recently, at one point I asked her, you know, do you love this? And she put her head down. I said, sweetie, what's going on? She said, mom, I feel really bad because that was a gift from somebody. And I looked her at her and I said, sweetheart, we can really honor the person by acknowledging and thanking them for the gift, right? Which we've probably done. And Know, too, that that doesn't mean you need to hold on to it forever. If you're not using it, if you've outgrown it, if you've moved on beyond whatever the gift was, consider that we could share it with somebody else who may now love it and use it. And her eyes got big and wide, and she said, Really, Mom? That would be great. So she chose a few things and put them aside. Interestingly, some of them were even books that I had given her that I thought she might enjoy that she just didn't really seem that interested in, but she felt bad saying, you know, we should donate that. And I said, sweetie, it's totally fine. doesn't offend me at all to just realize that be true to yourself. If you're not going to use it, if you don't love it, we can share it with someone else. My favorite part about all of this was at the end of helping her clean out her room, She looked around and she said, Mom, it just feels so much better in here. I just like it so much more. So that was pretty fascinating, right? And then she said, and now I'm going to go clean out my mudroom cubby. So she started to get the momentum. She started to see the results of her hard work. And she decided she wanted to tackle a few other areas, which is interesting because she started the day saying, you know, I can't do this. It's too much. It's overwhelming. So if my daughter can do this, so too can all of you. Start small. One other thing that I forgot to mention was that there are sometimes items that we buy because we think we're going to do something. And this is what I learned years ago is something called your fantasy self. So for instance, years ago in my storage room, I had boxes of all kinds of knitting and yarn and different kind of needles because I thought that I wanted to knit. And in fact, I had several half-done projects. And I thought, you know, someday I'm really going to get back around to this. But when I was really honest with myself and, you know, questioned whether that was something that I really wanted to do right now, I admitted, no, it really wasn't. And in fact, it actually made me feel bad every time I was in the storage room getting, you know, the different holidays, decorations, and I would see this bin of these half-used knitting supplies, I felt bad. Like, wow, you're no good. You started that, never finished it. Way to go. When are you going to pick that up again? Kind of mean talk. And so I decided to just let it go. My fantasy self knits all the time. But in reality, I'd rather sit down and read a book. And so let go of your fantasy self. For some people, it might be special baking equipment. For some people, it might be crafts. Who knows? We all have our fantasy self and it's fun to dream. But if you're not 
using it and you're beating yourself up about it, get rid of it. Maybe someday life will change and all of a sudden you'll be, you know, the crafter extraordinaire that you always wanted to be. That's awesome. So please keep it simple and fun. And I'm just going to review the basic things. Number one, keep it small. Get after that drunk drawer today. Set a timer for 10 minutes and get after it. You're going to feel so good. Number two, set your intention of how you want to feel while doing the work. Number three, grab some bags. Get rid of stuff. Number four, ask yourself if someone might be able to use it. And then it's easier to get rid of if you're not currently using it. I can't wait for you to start to gain the benefit of making your surroundings more clean and tidy. The next step will be to enrich it even more. Get yourself some flowers. Delight yourself. Delight yourself with a bare shelf somewhere in your home. So amazing. You open a cabinet, there's a bare shelf. Feels so good. Because... Ask yourself this question too, like how many towels and sheets and all those things do you really need? I'm kind of going backwards, but like I love doing this work and it makes me realize that this is a gift of mine. And so I'm really hoping that coming through the airwaves, it's helpful for you. I really wish we were all my neighbors so I could just like come by and help you out because this is a skill that you can learn and I just happen to enjoy it. Go through your things, ask yourself those questions and enjoy the peace of your surroundings. And until next week, peace and love to all of you. Are you ready to take control of your life and put these tools into action? I'm here to help. I offer free consultations for physician moms to see if my one-on-one coaching package is right for you. You can sign up for a free consult at www.mommadoclifecoach.com.